Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to another episode of Say Why to Drugs with me, Susie Gage. I'm a psychologist at the University of Bristol and I'm interested in understanding associations between substance use and mental health. In this podcast, I chat with Scroobius Pip about a different recreational substance each episode and we talk about the harms and risks of these substances, but also we try and bust some of the myths that seem to exist around them. In this episode, we discuss cocaine which is a substance that can be taken in a number of different ways and comes in a few different forms, from leaves through to powder and cruder rocks for smoking. So here it is, episode seven of Say Why to Drugs, and it's about cocaine. Shall we talk about cocaine? Yes, let's. And this is one that when we were originally d- d- discussing these, I tried to opt out of, of being the, the guest on this because these are unbiased. They're not pro, they're, they're not anti. Of all the drugs, cocaine is the drug that I'm most against and not a fan of. But put my big, big boy hat on and said, <laughs> right, I can be a grown-up and, and it can be an interesting a discussion there. Mm. Well, I think cocaine's a really interesting drug as well because it's taken in so many different ways yeah. and those different ways can have even though you're taking basically the same substance yeah they can have incredibly different effects because that was a fascinating thing i learned when uh, uh, listening to dr carl hart to learn that all these different variations of cocaine which have different in america at least have different classifications I even think they do here are well. the exact oh. same chemical or yeah. you know pretty much the exact same thing but again as as, as we touched upon on the on the marijuana one mm. for example there's different effects from eating it to smoking yeah. it and and so on and so forth but i mean that that blew me away that that crack cocaine the big scary one is the exact same thing as the cocaine that everyone in the yeah, city but is doing it's in the certainly, certainly so the, the active ingredient is the same. It's in a slightly different, so it's in like a free base form, yeah. which means yeah, it's just uh, yeah, a slightly different chemical. But actually, the active ingredient is exactly yeah, the same, yeah. and it's the same in coca leaves that, that are chewed. Wow! So, so cocaine, crack, free base, coca leaf. It's all the same substance, but taken in different ways. So it can be snorted, it can be smoked, it can be injected mm-hmm. or it can be chewed so these different methods of taking it mean it can get into your 
bloodstream at vastly different speeds. And as we talked about in the tobacco episode, it's the speed in which the substance can have its effect on your brain is really closely linked to how addictive it will become because you get that immediate hit and sure. it's mu- and then the intoxication effect lasts for a much shorter time if you take it in that kind of way. Yeah. And so the experience you get is vastly different. Yeah, of course. So it's that immediate effect, it's that straight in I'm sure we'll go into that, but what are the differences between across the drugs of which hits you the first, which hits you the... Yeah, so I think we should come on to that in a bit. Sure. First of all, I think, what do you... Well, I guess maybe after what you've just said, you might not be the person to yeah, ask I this, mean, but or, what do you think is the appeal? Uh, from what I know, it's 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 a confidence yeah. that it gives you. and I mean, equally, I can talk about what's the opposite of, of the appeal. The fact is, cocaine is the one drug that I've been around f- people I love dearly on and found them absolutely insufferable. And, again, alcohol can do that. But I've been around people on alcohol and they've been been lovely. But for me personally, every time I've knowingly been around friends on cocaine, at some point I've really thought, damn, I don't want to be in in a room with you anymore. So, again, it's that weird thing. But I assume from the inside it's the exact opposite. It's that confidence. It's that that, that pick-up, that... That energy. I think that's it. Yeah, it makes you confident. It makes you, yeah, energetic. It makes you talkative. Yeah. Um, it makes you sort of boisterous, I guess. Yeah. And like, I don't know if, yeah, full of energy, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and it can, in the sort of cultures that it's popular with, it's cultures where that kind of behaviour is sort of seen as as good. So Completely. I was, was going to say, is it something that is affected by the cultures it's in or is it something that appeals to the cultures mm, it's in because yes. of the the, the, the t- because again I think of cocaine as city boys or, or lads or whoever else kind of off their face all getting a bit leery and a bit rowdy and that to me that isn't appealing at all but you know mm. it's a different set of people so yeah. but yeah it's an interesting one if, if, if it's drawn to that or if it causes that or yeah, I mean that's obviously yeah very if, if difficult got, to unpick. If you got those those same guys stoned before a night out, and you got a load of stoners on cocaine before their night in, <laughs> would the? I mean, let's do all the these studies let, that I want do the to study do. For... Ethical committees just won't let me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, the effects of yeah. of cocaine then, and so as I mentioned, the different ways that you can ingest it really mm. affect the speed that it. Well, you'll have this intoxication effect. Yeah. So if you if you chew it, the intoxication effect will be extremely slow because you absorb it through your mouth and that takes a really long time for it to get into your bloodstream. Um, snorting it is p- pretty fast because it gets the, the membranes in your sort of nose are much thinner than in your mouth and mm-hmm. um, smoking it is even faster still because you inhale the smoke straight into your lungs right. and injecting it is obviously the the fastest way it will get yeah. in and although smoking and injecting are not that different they're both very very fast acting yeah. and so a dangerous way to take a drug because it's much more likely to be addictive if you're taking it and it has an immediate effect like that yeah yeah that's fast i mean it's it's an interesting one as well because part of the on what appeals about it it's a social th- thing as well it's seen as particularly in powder form, it's seen as the higher class type drug. A it's status, seen as a status yeah. drug. So part of the appeal, I think, is there as, as, as well to be, to be one of those guys who can afford to be doing cocaine every weekend and, and stuff like that, as, as much as the actual physical effect of it. Very possibly, yeah. So um, if, you, if you snort cocaine, it has an effect about one to three minutes mm. and then um, 
lasts for around 20 to 30 minutes. Um, if you smoke it, you get an effect sort of after about 15 seconds or so. Right, wow. And, but it, it lasts only about 15 minutes. And it's roughly similar if you, if you inject it, sort yeah. of 15 to 30 seconds you get this effect, but it only lasts fifteen to twenty minutes. So it's a really, really I didn't short. I know it was, was was such a short, short acting. Short hit, yeah. Particularly, yeah, if you take it in the kind of those immediate ways, like smoking or injecting. It's probably why it's it's known as as one of the drugs that can be a problem in in the club scene and, and social scene. And and knowing this from having a, a monthly club night, that that now makes a lot more sense because people would have to be going repeatedly mm-hmm. and taking it, whereas pills or whatever else they may take just before they come in or they take it once and that's it with cocaine it is one that people get kicked out of clubs a lot for because if it's only 20 minutes you're going back and forth and back and forth so yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense and yeah so in terms of the intoxication effect yeah you feel confident and upbeat you feel alert potentially euphoric um, energetic clear-headed you're in a good mood usually and then it has the same kind of physiological stimulant effects that sort of things like mdma have so you get the increased heart rate and increased body temperature Mm. it suppresses your appetite um and then it can also make you sweaty you can get a dry mouth yeah. And it's another one where there's some evidence that it might increase aggression, but this has been quite poorly understood and like less understood than alcohol where they've actually sort of done more experiments to yeah. and what we talked about about the idea that it might affect your ability to understand other people's facial expressions. Sure. There's just not really any research either way about yeah. cocaine to sort of understand whether this might be caused or this aggression. Easy or, to get anecdotal. Total yeah. evidence of that, but that means exactly. a very little. Yeah, it's, it means it's a good place to start to do the research, but it doesn't yeah. tell you much about what's actually going on. Yeah, um, if you go a bit, uh, take a bit more, or as you start to sort of get the withdrawal effects afterwards, you can get headaches, insomnia, and nausea. Tinnitus as well is another. Oh, really? Another one, but again, it's difficult to tease that out from whether you're taking it in clubs where there's loads of loud noise yeah, as well. So it's more, it's more likely. To... It certainly, seems like it might exacerbate it, but it's difficult to tell. That's um, Nose irritation, as you can generally tell if someone if someone's keeps on nipping off to the loo and is sniffing and rubbing yeah. their nose a lot. They might well be. Uh, they might have hay fever. They might have I was, hay fever. I was going to say, I was, I was listening to another podcast on the network, and I'm going to try not to just plug the podcast <laughs> now. But I was instantly thinking, uh, like it was recorded l- late night after a gig. It was the Tuesday night job, mm. which is the resting one. It was recorded after a comedy gig, and I was thinking, this guest sounds a bit sniffy. And I instantly was thinking that. I thought, has he taken something before his gig? Because realistically on what you've said there on alertness a sharpness and energy mm-hmm. i could understand that and then a few minutes in he was like tell you what my hay fever was killing me and i felt so <laughs> bad because really... like <laughs> it's completely innocent it's completely innocent and i was like it sounds a bit sniffy it sounds a bit sorry. yeah yeah <laughs> so apologies for that <laughs> well it's interesting you say about people using it as a confidence booster in that way there are some reports of the reason that that crack becomes associated with gangs is because it's a useful thing for people to sort of get ready to go and like yeah. commit some like burglary or, yeah. or like if you're gangs that fight then it's a like you can feel really like you can do anything you can feel invincible completely i mean i i don't know if, it, if we're going to get onto this but in my I'm, i've got my mindset completely in don't be biased against it mode so in, in on, on the positive of, of what you've said of the effects it instantly made me think well soldiers and stuff like that or people in high intensity situations where alertness is key and things like that then 
aside from the recreational bias I have, mm. that could theoretically be a valid thing in those situations for that that focus and energy and and things like that. And again, it is one that's known that whereas the Vietnam War was known for weed and different psychedelics mm. and stuff like that, the more recent wars there is generally again anecdotal reports of 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 cocaine being a popular drug amongst soldiers and you're in a horrible situation i can't pass any judgment here but amongst soldiers who again are having to stay up all night and and watch this or or be on watch it's it's from the effects there that sounds that sounds illogical to me apart from probably the sort of short term nature of it that actually if you start then going into withdrawal in a battle scenario that would be absolutely dreadful yeah Yeah. no no, that makes sense Mm. And if you can, if you take too much, if you get into an overdose, then it's kind of similar to other other stimulant drugs, and you can get heart palpitations. Yep. Um, again, sort of seizures, perhaps as well, if you take too much. Um, and this hyperthermia, the body overheating. Right. Um, and it can also induce sort of mental health problems, so paranoia, and and if you've, if in extreme cases, maybe hallucinogen, hallucinations. Just yeah. we've just done the psychedelics episode. <laughs> I need to stop. Um, yeah. um, and then things like panic attacks as well, and right. and again in extreme cases, you run the risk of heart attacks. Again, as well. all of that makes perfect sense from the nature of it being something that is basically turning your yeah, your volume up a little bit or your speed up. up. It's just ramping everything up, so it makes sense that yeah. the negative side of it is ramping it up too far, essentially. Yeah, and then when we get onto the the longer term effects as well, it, it's similar in that if you if you do it regularly, you're putting an awful lot of strain on your heart, on your circulatory system, mm-hmm. and so you risk sort of yeah. more longer term heart damage and that kind of thing. Yeah, and nose damage you also risk. So yeah. there was famously was Daniela Westbrook, who's the middle of her nose, septum just, just, just yeah. came just crumbled completely, and yeah, supposedly because of that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it certainly does seem like perforated septums and nasal ulcers are a risk Mm. of heavy use. And it sounds sort of obvious, but there are things that you can... If you you do use cocaine regularly and you're worried about this, then clean your nose. Like, um, switch the side that you're using it and after you've used it... I mean, ideally what you'd want to do is actually flush out your nose, but Yeah. yeah, that's... Because again, if you're putting a chemical up there that's going to, when it gets into your blood, going to fire everything up, you'd think that, as you said, the bits that are left on your skin are going to have a similar Mm. not positive effect, right? It's Yeah, it certainly seems that way, definitely. Um, And you also run the risk of of respiratory problems as well. So this is mainly if you smoke, if you Mm -hmm. smoke it rather than uh, snort it. So things like asthma and emphysema are risk factors if you if you smoke it. And the addiction that we've already sort of talked about, um, snorting a drug gets into the brain pretty fast, but even faster if you're if you're smoking it or injecting Mm. it. And the withdrawal effects can be pretty severe in terms of effects on the mood and irritability and that sort of thing. And it's another substance that it's not doesn't seem like everyone will find it addictive, but around eighteen percent of users—that's the figure that's sort of seen at the moment. But again, these things are really, really difficult to to yeah. quantify. This blows me away how short the effect is, mm. and that again that lends completely to, to it being addictive because it's over quickly. So mm. you're going to want more. Yeah. And then if you've had more ten times in that night, then that's 
that makes anything a habit. If you you do anything repeatedly, it can become a habit and therefore yeah. can become e- or easier to become addictive. Yeah, exactly, exactly that. One of the one of the symptoms or one of the ways that you classify addiction is if someone is doing it excessively. But mm. it's not the only thing that causes it. Also, has to cause you to stress. You have to change your life around yeah. around a behaviour for it to be sort of classed as an addiction. It's, it's again, it's weird and anec- anecdotal. But a friend of mine who used to do cocaine and stopped found that for months afterwards he would need to go to the toilet a lot on a night out because he's so used to going to the toilet. So his bladder was just used to having a night out drinking. He'd be going constantly because he's actually making excuses to go to the toilet. But while he's in there, he's going to the the toilet as well. And it took him ages to get out of that cycle because it was a a habitual thing. Whether that's psychological or physical, it was was a bizarre one. But I guess maybe that's sort of like um, people who are quitting smoking holding pens yeah. or you, lollipops yeah. or all sorts of things just go so used to the kind of it's useful to have it's those habitual, yeah. yeah exactly those sort of cues um but although i said 18 percent of users when we sort of touched on this that it really really depends on on how it's consumed as to how addictive it is so yeah. coca leaf doesn't really seem to be addictive although it's very popular um used quite a lot in certain communities yeah um then if you snort it, it's more addictive. If you smoke it, it's even more addictive. And if you inject it, it's even more addictive. Yeah. There's some evidence that long-term use can increase your risk of things like depression and anxiety and paranoia. Um, again, it's quite hard to tease these out from sort of withdrawal effects and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And like with all of these substances, it's just harder to do the research, partly because the substances aren't used as much as things like tobacco and alcohol, but also because, yeah, because they're illicit, it's harder to get people to be involved in these studies. And most people who use cocaine also use other drugs. It's very rare that someone will just use... If you're coming off of cocaine, then you're probably coming off of alcohol at the same Mm -hmm. time and maybe tobacco as well. So, yeah, how do you gauge that? Exactly. Um, Speaking of alcohol... Cocaine and alcohol are quite often used together and um, they actually combine to make another chemical called cocathylene, which is really dangerous. So um, cocaine and alcohol... That's that's one of the most most common is it will be on a night out when drinking alcohol that Mm -hmm. people will be on on cocaine as well so yeah i think that that it's it's really they really come hand in hand risks for your liver from cocathylene oh, right. that um it's it's not it's it's not a great uh, combo to mix no. up together and uh, cocaine seems to be harmful um, if pregnant so you risk uh, problems to the fetus and also it increases the risk then of sudden infant death syndrome right so it's definitely i mean yeah, it's definitely something to be avoided when yeah. pregnant. But I think that's probably true of quite a lot of yeah. recreational drugs, yeah. certainly true of alcohol and tobacco. But again, it's, it's just really harder to do this research because as you get to more and more specific situations, then you just get fewer and fewer people who are, who are in that situation. Now, there's some evidence that um, really, really heavy use over long periods of time can actually lead to, to brain damage because it reduces the flow, the blood flow in the brain. So the more you do it, the more you might be reducing mm-hmm. the blood flow in, in the brain. And then liver damage, if if you don't allow enough time between sort of nights or uses of, of cocaine, you kind of your liver needs time to sort of process it all and recover. Yeah. And if you just keep chucking stuff at it, then yeah. you, can, you run the risk of, of damage. Yeah. But again, all these things, it's really difficult to, to research. So... Um, this is what we think at the moment, and obviously, if, if more 
work happens, then we will update these podcasts. Uh, again, it's interesting because it is such a it's a drug that's so regularly done with other things, so it's a really hard one to gauge. Again, I'd say things like MDMA, you, you'll notice people are drinking a, a lot of water with that. Mm. So I'd say it's less common that people are on pills and alcohol at the same time. I'm sure, again, that will happen a lot as well, but uh, with cocaine, it is one that it's so often with alcohol. Yeah. So it's all of these things that... Yeah, can completely understand how it's hard to get an accurate gauge on it because it's like, well, yeah, I did do cocaine that night, but I also had yeah. s- six pints and yeah. this and, yeah. Which means that this which other is, then, yeah. this other chemical was in there, which is also doing damage and it's, yeah, yeah it sort of all adds up. Yeah. Cool. All right, so if we move on to the myths. Yes. Now, we've pretty much covered these, actually, and quite a lot of the myths around cocaine aren't necessarily myths. Yeah. So... um Ones that people have told me, so someone said, oh, I've, yeah, I've heard that the addictive properties depend on the method of use. And, and yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty that's much accurate, yeah. accurate that um, it, it really, yeah, the, the effects will be, although you're taking the same substance, it can have a pretty different effect depending on how, on how you take it. Yeah. Um, so and someone else said to me that if you use cocaine once, you can slash will become addicted. Right. And... I think we sort of talked about this before that it's 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 quite difficult to become addicted to something the first time you use it. It's yeah. kind of in order to be classed as an addict, you need to have repeated use because yeah. and you need to have it sort of using it is sort of you're changing your life around yeah. with the want to use this drug. And, and then to gauge that, so were you addicted mm-hmm. from the first time? Yeah, well, or the exactly. Se- the second yeah. time? I think about the fourth time I was mm. addicted. It's, it's a, the, the nature of an addiction building up makes it hard yeah. to gauge. And obviously you have to try it once to become addicted. You can't possibly become addicted to something that you've never tried. Yeah, yeah. But to say that you just try it once and then you'll become addicted is difficult because you'll try it once but then you may well want to try it again and then so maybe that is the start of the addiction but there are plenty of people who try it once and never ever try it again so i'd say it's one of the few uh, uh, recreational drugs that we covered or that we are covering that um kind of also has a place outside of uh, recreational drugs for a lot of people in 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 work situations or in so again i've known people who say that because my job is stressful, I need to have some cocaine or, you know, you know, if I've got a presentation to do, I'll have a little bit beforehand and it'll give me that mm-hmm. confidence and energy. Again, you wouldn't have someone go, I've got a presentation, I'm just going to take some acid just before. I do. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's the opposite. So it's, again, trying to be unbiased. It's an interesting one in that way of mm. the actual effects listed. I can see how people could think, right, well, if I have a little bit here, it will just help me out through this. Or, say, comedians or singers or whoever else who have that have to have that initial burst of energy. And confidence. And confidence yeah. that it could start them off in that way. And I guess alcohol is used in that way too. Yeah, yeah. Like Dutch courage. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah completely. But, I, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so hard to say anything positive about about this drug for me but I'm you know I'm doing my best here I'm trying to find these theories yeah <laughs> and then the other myth I've got written down is yeah cocaine will rot your septum brackets Daniela Westbrook which again we've already yeah. talked about yeah, now specifically so, yeah so does cocaine have any benefits other than the sort of confidence boosting that we've talked about well Sigmund Freud certainly thought so really? and in fact he um he, he, he didn't necessarily have it quite right, though, because he used cocaine to try and cure his friend's morphine addiction. Right. So not realising wow. at the point that cocaine was 
almost as addictive yeah. as morphine. And it, his friend actually ended up dying, so it sort of affected Freud quite quite badly. That and he, right. he felt yeah, like he'd sort of yeah got too over over enthusiastic about this substance about and this actually new substance, yeah. yeah. And at the same time, there was another guy called William Halstead who was um was using cocaine injections to numb regions of uh, patients' bodies, like a local anaesthetic. Right. Um, but again, he hadn't realised the addictive nature as well. And eventually it was being used in uh, operations on the face. Yeah. So operations on the sinuses, they, people would have wads of cocaine put up their nose to sort of numb the area. But then these wads would occasionally get swallowed and people would have heart attacks and, wow. and that kind of thing. So it wasn't necessarily yeah, no. the best idea, but, but it was certainly uh, thought of to be a pretty good local anaesthetic for, for right. at least a short while until, until safer ones yeah. were, were found. Yeah. And that's pretty much what I've got on, on cocaine. Perfect. And there we have it. Now, as we mentioned during the podcast, cocaine can be extremely addictive. If you're using it and you want to cut down or quit, I've included some links on Acast to websites which might be able to help. Once again, thank you so much for listening. If you like the podcast and want to keep in touch, I've also started a Facebook group, which is at facebook.com slash groups slash say why to drugs. So do join that if you're so inclined. Now, as I mentioned in the intro, I live and work in Bristol. And in the next episode, Pip and I will be discussing a substance that's extremely popular here in this city, nitrous oxide. You've been listening to Say Why to Drugs with me, Dr Susie Gage. The music and editing were by Jim Murray. The artwork is by at my name is Ad. Say Why to Drugs would not have been possible without the generous support of I'm a Scientist Get Me Out of Here, the Medical Research Council and Scroobius Pips Distraction Pieces Network. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.